Hello, hello everybody. My name is Ashley and I am a Reiki master and mentor and trauma coach. <laughs> um, so today I wanted to talk about something a little different. Uh, I know this is such a hot topic. Um, I'm not political by any means. And if you want no part in listening to anything related to politics or what's going on currently with um, the whole Roe versus Wade issue and women's rights issue and an abortion issue, then just keep on going and maybe listen to the next one. So I promise there won't be many of these kind of controversial and um, political kind of topics. I don't, I don't usually partake in any of the things that are going on in the world. I think it lowers your energy. Um, you know, maybe reading about it or knowing about it is one thing, but the more you dive into it, the the kind of heavier it is on you, so I typically try to avoid. Um, however, I just wanted to make a kind of story time, maybe, podcast, I'm not sure. I just got inspired. My guides told me to tell the story, so um, if there's anyone out there that is, has dealt with a similar issue or that can connect in any way, then I'm glad you're listening. Um, so this is definitely, let's put a trigger warning on it, it is about abortion. So um, in my marriage, I got married when I was 18 to a guy that I had dated throughout high school. He was not a kind person, even when we were just dating. Um, lots of narcissistic tendencies, lots of controlling. Um, he is, in fact, the reason that I developed an eating disorder. Um he was a little bit older than me and he was so cool. He had cool colored hair and a cool car and he um, exclusively shopped at Abercrombie & Fitch and, you know, he had all these popular friends and to me, being a little bit younger, I was like infatuated, right? Um, so he used that and he definitely love-bombed me at the beginning. Um, and then it started with the, you know, if you can't fit in a double zero, then you're fat, basically. Um, if you have a little belly pouch, what's that? Look at that belly pouch, like, even in a double zero. Um, you know, you have to dress a certain way, you have to look a certain way, you can't talk to certain people because it was bad for his image. Um, just terrible. Just a terrible person, right? Um, so, we dated... Uh, on and off, more on than off. Uh, my parents didn't like him. Uh, I fought with my parents. Uh, they ended up saying, you know, if you're gonna, you can't date him in this house. So then I ran away. Like all of these things happened. Red flags, right? Red flags, you know, now it's like a million red flags. But when you're going through it and you're young and you don't realize, it's kind of like you're blinded by this tiny bit of love and affection you get. And everything else just kind of drifts away, right? You kind of ignore it because you feel like there's something positive in there. I lost all my friends. I lost my family. I lost everything. Um, so we'll fast forward a little bit. We got married. We moved states away from my family um, because he, was, he joined the military, right? Right out of high school. So he joined the military. We got married. I moved states away. I was alone. I had no one. And that was the perfect atmosphere for him, right? Getting someone away from all their family and their friends and anyone that they can lean on is like the perfect environment for a narcissist. 
So for me, I didn't realize it, but I was alone. So we were married. We had a nice place to live and he said that he wanted to have a baby. So of course we were young, um, but still, you know, I've always been the mothering type. So having a baby young for me was not a big deal. Um, I have a younger brother and uh, I had always been a kind of a caregiver, you know, babysitting and things like that. And I just loved kids, right? So not a problem for me. Um, so at which point he wanted a baby. Okay. Well, we get pregnant. So we get pregnant and literally a couple days after I find out, we talk about it, everything like that. He gets so fixated on the fact that he wants a Corvette, right? So fixated, like, like abnormally, like attached to this idea of having a Corvette. So he had already had two cars in his name. Um, so we go to the Corvette place, right? They don't give it to him because you, I don't know if it's still this way or not, but you can't have more than two cars in your name. So it's this big thing. Then he's, the government's out to get me. They're putting a block on something. Like, did you say something to the person? You know, it was the way that you looked, the reason that they thought that we weren't good enough to have a car or like all of these things. And, um... So at that point, it became, I don't want a baby. A baby doesn't fit in a Corvette. Um, I'm not going to change my mind on this. I want this Corvette and a baby doesn't fit. A baby no longer fits in my life. So no, we're not having a baby. Um, and at which point I'm devastated. Like, I want to leave. I want to get out of there. I have nowhere to go. I can't tell my family. I can't do anything. Um, I had no one, like I was completely cut off and I had no one. So, um, I started sleeping on the couch, um, trying to be anywhere, but there when he was around, I tried to, um, distance myself as much as I could, but not having any money, not having any place to go, not having a vehicle of my own. Um, this was very problematic. So, um, it started to be when... I would be sleeping in the middle of the night. He would wake me up with like loud noises and like loud abrupt noises in my face, like a pot, you know, banging on a pot, like right in your face when you're sleeping and saying, you know, I don't want a baby. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't want a baby. Um, a baby's going to ruin my life. I don't want a baby. Uh, you have to get rid of it. So I kept saying, no, I kept saying, no, we're going to keep this baby or I'm going to keep this baby. We don't have to be together, all this stuff. And, um, it started to be to the point where he would love bomb me again and it would be super sweet. Let's go out to dinner. Okay. We get ready to go out to dinner and he would literally drive me by Planned Parenthood and, and physically try to push me out of the car. Um, this happened a couple of times before finally I kind of just shut down. I'm like, no, I'm not going like just, I'm not going anywhere with you. Just leave me alone. Um, so then it was physical violence. So then it was, um, more so like, I don't want a baby. Um, I'm not going to love this baby. I'm not going to do anything with this baby. You're going to be all alone. No one's going to want you if you have a baby. Like all of these things. It was just a very traumatic experience for me. So, um, I finally did give in. I, we started a divorce process and I had an abortion. So long story short, 
Um, that is my traumatic experience. And I feel as though this is a very important topic, even though it is political, um, simply because there are so many people that have traumatic stories, right? You know, you have no money, you can't take care of a baby, accident, you know, an accident happened. And I feel like it's so, like, birth control is so pushed off on the woman, right? So, like, if you accidentally get pregnant, then it's all the woman's fault, right? And and that bothers me, too. But that's another topic. Um, so it's just, you know, people are, babies are conceived as a product of rape, um, as a product of, uh, you know, family incidents, you know, when someone is molested and raped by a family member and they can't, they don't feel like they can tell, um, but it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to talk about rape. It's, it's taboo to talk about those kinds of things. Um, people that are struggling with drug addictions and get pregnant and, um, try to do the right thing, right? Um, by not bringing a baby into a terrible situation. Or, you know, just having a choice to say, I want to keep this baby or I don't want to keep this baby. You know, I feel like there are so many babies in the world that need homes. Yes, I agree, but I also agree that we shouldn't bring babies into the world if, if it's our choice to say no. Right? So this, again, to me, this is a little different than late-term abortions. I, I don't agree with that. I, I've I do feel, though, as if, you know, it's a baby and it can function and actually live outside of the womb, then it should be born. Um, But again, I'm not trying to start a debate or anything like that. I'm just saying my experience. So, if this situation would, if, if this whole thing would have been overturned whenever I was going through what I was going through, I would have had to have had this baby And I would be forever attached to this person who is just, to me now looking back, is just severely in need of help, right? I don't want to offend anyone by saying crazy. I don't want to offend anyone by saying a terrible person. I don't want to offend anyone by saying, you know, whatever. I know even people with mental illness, you know, people with mental illness still deserve love and relationships and everything just like everybody else, you know. Um... Everyone deserves all of that happiness, right? But to me, everything that I had gone through, this person is just this huge negative black cloud in my life. And I would have had to be been attached to this person for the rest of my life with a child. A child would have had to endure the same things that I was enduring. Unhappy, an unloving environment. And I, I get that. It's possible. It's doable. You can get out of this situation. You can always sleep all of these things. But in my opinion, I, I think that that was the right choice for me. And the fact that I had that choice, I think is so powerful, right? It's, it's our right to be able to choose what we do with our own body. Um, and that's kind of just my whole point right there. So, um, I guess it's not really trauma involved. It's more political. I'm sorry about that guys, but I just, I feel like I had to say something and I don't want to talk about it on all of the social media platforms and, you know, be one of those people where you hear it over and over and over again. So I'll definitely put a warning on this if you don't want 
uh, to hear anything political, you have the option to just not listen to this podcast. Um, but I will say that uh, I do still think about my decision. It still weighs on me sometimes, and that's something that I do a lot of healing on with myself, um, those decisions in my life. And I am where I am because of the decisions that I made, so I'm not regretting anything. However, you know, big decisions in your life like that, you always think, you know, what if? What if I did this, or what if I did this, or I could have done this, I could have made it work, you know, all of these things. So I just want you to know that if you've ever been in a situation, not necessarily even abortion or um, you know, anything like that, if you've been in a situation where you've had to make an extremely difficult decision and you struggle with it, just know that you're not alone. Lots of these things happen to people every single day and if it was the right decision for you, then it was the right decision for you. You know, don't let anyone make you feel bad about anything. You're not a bad person for the decisions that you make. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think that we're all in this together, right? We should all be in this together. Everyone struggles in one way or another with something or something else. And I think it would just be really, really great if we could just all be in this together. And, um, I don't know, the people, I haven't even looked into it that much, the people that are fighting to have this, um, overturned, I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, do they not have sisters, daughters, nieces, cousins, you know, significant others that are women that, I mean, do they not, like, how do, how do people even come, like, come to think that it's okay to tell someone what they can and cannot do with their body? I mean, I just don't, I'm baffled by that. I just think that that is so, um, I don't know, bewildering, I guess. Um, it's just, it's nuts. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, and I, I don't know, I just want you guys to know that you're not alone, right? If you've gone through a situation like that, you're not alone. Or if you're currently in a situation similar, or you're currently in a situation with um, a narcissist, or um, in a situation that you feel trapped in, I want you to know that even if you don't have anybody you know, family or friends, and you feel like you're all alone, you are not. There are people out there that can help you, right? And we're all here, um, reach out to someone in some way and, and get some help. So no one should have to live in a, um, fight or flight state all the time. No one should have to live in a state of panic and fear and sadness on a, on every single level on a daily basis. So just know that I'm here. I'm only an email away if, if anyone needs anything and, um, have a great day. I, I hope you guys have a great day.